Hi, this is Nara Bonafidi with Good Faith Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, I Was Made for This, where we will be talking about identity, things like finding your real purpose and how God has an awesome plan for your life. Discovering who you really are, what you were made for, and becoming who God has created you to be is true freedom. So I invite you to join me as we explore and talk about God's goodness, His unique plan for each of us, and how we can experience victory in our lives. Hi, everyone. You are listening to I Was Made for This podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm starting on part two of our three-part series, Wake Up, Stand Up, and Speak Up. Thank you for joining me today, and we're going to jump right in because I have a lot to talk about. I want to start off with a scripture that has been encouraging me recently, and it's found in John 14, verse 1. It says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. You know, Jesus said this to his disciples because he was about to be crucified. He knew that their lives were going to change in a big way. And as we are surrounded with news today about our world, I can really hear the Spirit of God saying this, let not your hearts be troubled. That's encouraging. I thought you would find that encouraging too. Well, I wanted to start off with some encouraging words today because like I told you, we're going to dive deeper into some things that are kind of heavy, but don't despair. Stay with me. (laughs) Stay dialed in, okay? Because we're going to wind up with some happy thoughts. And talking about butterflies. Just then when I said happy thoughts, I'm reminded of the uh, artist, the painter, I think his name was Bob Ross. You know, and my mother used to watch him all the time. He had a program and he would would do happy trees and happy paintings and happy thoughts. Anyway, uh, a little bit of a side trip there, but that's what it reminded me of. And, And we are to have joy in the midst of things that are going on in the world in spite of things. I want to do just a a tiny, tiny review from last week, because I felt like I needed to make sure that um, people are hearing the message within my message on Wake Up. You know, sometimes we can hear something and we can say, yeah, yeah, you know, I know that, I'm awake, or I'm aware of the things that are going on in the world, And, and that's the first part. But what I'm trying to get across is about waking up to God's voice to his instruction specifically for you and your family. You know, we we wake up to the things of God, of course, by, by spending time in his presence and time in his word, right? But I have found, for me, I have to really slow down long enough to hear what he's saying. Because I've sat in church before, and I've heard the pastor, and there's been messages, and I thought, okay, I, I know this. Yeah, I know this. This is great. I know this. But why is he pounding on this one thing? And I found out, and the Lord just kind of ministered to me, it's because he felt an urgency, and it was a clarion call. What is a clarion call? I'm sure some of you have heard that. I want to read the definition of a clarion call, because... Um, it, it really describes it. A clarion call is a loud, clear call to action. In the Bible, a clarion call 
is often God summoning his people to fulfill his purposes. Clarion calls Mark, listen to this, Clarion calls Mark pivotal moments when God intervenes in human affairs to announce his plans and mobilize his people. That really struck me. Mobilize his people. That's what a clarion call does. And you know, I was thinking about it and I thought, why am I, why am I confident that what I'm bringing in this podcast, especially about wake up, stand up, and speak up, is straight from the heart of God? It's not arrogance, y'all. <laughs> when you hear trusted prophetic voices echoing the same message at the same time you are, then it's a confirmation. You know that God is trying to get something across to his people, right? There's six individuals that I watched on a video, a a Zoom video thing a couple of nights ago. And these people are respected around the world. Their voice is heard by thousands, if, if not millions, probably. And here's what one of them said, and it caught my ear. He said, God is raising up Esther's. He went over Esther 4.14, which by the way, for those of you that have been listening to this podcast and following my ministry, is the foundational scripture for this podcast. And then one of them said, and if I said the name, you know who she was, who she is, because she's an intercessor and anyway, She said that she has been waking up of a morning lately, praying and shouting as if shouting to the church, wake up. She said, I just go around shouting, wake up. And that's what I've heard in the spirit also. And then another respected, trusted source and voice is Rick Green. I saw him on Flashpoint the other night and he said something, um, Just on Tuesday, he was talking about our new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Thank you, Jesus, for Mike Johnson. And he was so pleased with him becoming Speaker, and he was raving about him, and he said that he believed he was raised up for such a time as this. And this was an Esther moment in our history, in our country. Isn't that awesome? So when... And and I'm sure most of you know this. When you start hearing the same thing from different people who've, who've been around a while and are respected as God's mouthpieces, then you know it's straight from the heart of God and that it's important to take heed and listen with your spiritual ears, not just your natural ears. You know, I for me... Um, in my walk with the Lord, some of the most powerful and urgent revelations or words from Him were not presented to me in a thunderous voice or a stop me in my tracks sort of way. I mean, maybe a few times there was, but most times it was subtle. There was another man on the video that, that really caught my attention, and he was talking about this, and, and the words just really popped. He said, situational awareness. And that goes right along with wake up. And I've been hearing those two words. They're they're resonating in my spirit, situational awareness. So I looked it up. 
I like to look up definitions of words, even though I think I know what they might mean. So I looked at the um, U.S. Coast Guard Training Manual, and here's its definition of situational awareness. It's the ability to identify, process, and comprehend critical elements of information about what is happening, knowing what is going on around you. Now, that's coming from more of a natural viewpoint, natural level, but we are to have situational awareness in of the Spirit. Can I get an amen? A few nights ago, no, I'm, I'm sorry, one a few nights ago, it was a few weeks ago, I started feeling something in my spirit, and I, I, was, I was trying to go to sleep, and this is what I felt, and I don't know if I'll be able to clearly articulate it and what I was feeling at the time, but it was like a closing in, and not necessarily on me personally, but just a closing in feeling, like an encroachment. And I asked the Lord about that. What, what is this? And I know when something's just me trying to go sleep and I'm just thinking about things and my mind is rolling around and around and around versus something in the spirit realm, and this was in the spirit. Well, I live in a border state. And unless you've been living under a rock, you know there's serious issues with our southern border. There's serious issues in the Middle East. Those two things alone can rock the world and affect your world. It's not life as usual, and it is not church as usual these days. And I really feel we must seek God and ask Him what we're supposed to do and say in this time that the whole world is in. I know that's, that's what I'm doing. And you know, I was thinking about in times past, um, the fight was almost always over there. It was someplace else. The world wars we've been involved in as a country were fought mostly in other places. Now, 9-11 was a different story, but we did eventually take the fight to another place. <clears throat> The fight we are in right now, however, is global. And that encroachment, that closing in that I felt in my spirit is real. Now, thank God we live in a great country that was founded on Christian principles. But I'm, I'm sensing that most of you can also sense a shift. The good news is we don't have to fear, but we do have to hear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, and situational awareness in the spirit. And with that, with that spiritual, I mean, situational awareness comes a spiritual awakening and responsibility. I feel, and I think it's the responsibility part where a lot of people get hung up especially for people who don't like change. People who may be comfortable in their lives and they really don't see a need for anything other than what they have right now. I know I've been in that place. True confession here, true confession, transparency. Just the other day, I was thinking, okay, I'm pretty comfortable in the home of my dreams. I, I don't have to get out early in the morning anymore and fight the heavy city traffic. And my life is basically good. And I was just thanking the Lord. But in another way, I was kind of 
silently complaining, like, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> and the thought came to me, I'm, when can I slow down a bit? Have you ever felt that way? When can I slow down a bit? And the, the reality hit me and jerked me back into place. I've been given an assignment. If he gave it to me, then I have the grace to carry it through, and it will be in his strength. Y'all, he will help me prioritize, you prioritize. And I know I have confidence he's going to help me with discipline, so I will have a Sabbath day or a day of rest, just like he instructed us to do in his word. And that's what I'm working on right now. I actually have to plan a day of rest. I'll get there. And I just really feel that some of you need to do the same thing. We need to plan our day of rest. Amen? You know, some people say, okay, I'm doing my part. I'm praying. That's good. We need to pray. Especially people that are intercessors. That's their calling. That's what they do. Amen. We need to stay in faith. Stand in faith. But prayer and action is like faith and works. The Word says in James 2.17, this really hit me hard. So it is with faith. If it is alone and includes no actions, then it is dead. That's powerful. You and I are destined and called to be people of action. The problem is, it's kind of like the frog in the water analogy. I thought about this when I, was, when I read that scripture. And um, many people have become comfortable in the lukewarm water, and they don't recognize the heat coming. You know, I, I found an article about the frog in the water, because I've, I've heard this for years, the frog in the water, the frog in the water. And what it is, and for, most, for those of you that don't know, um, somebody, I don't even know who, <clears throat> excuse me, did this experiment. It was about a frog in the water. and They had a frog in the water. Um, they put a, two, two frogs in a pot of water, each, each pot. It was with cold water. Well, on one pot, they heated um, the water up quickly and abruptly. Well, the frog had enough sense to jump out because he felt the heat. In the other pot, the uh, water was turned up five degrees at a time, I think like five degrees each hour. Well, you probably know the end of the story is that frog died because he didn't recognize. He was lulled to sleep. He didn't recognize the heat because it was coming so slowly. And I found this article, and I, I, I wanted to read part of it because... Um, it says, it is an important reminder to not let things get out of control in your life or in the society that you live in before it's too late. Having consistent vigilance and a keen sense of societal awareness is extremely important, especially when you at least want to have some sense of control over a rapidly changing world. And I made a note, this is my note when I read this article, and I said, but to a large degree, truth-tellers have been silenced or canceled or made to feel that they are judgmental or intolerant. And you know, I've actually experienced some of that. I'm sure you have too. There are times when, you know, you even present the truth in love to a group of people or someone, and it's like it comes across as being judgmental or intolerant. 
And I think that's a tightrope sometimes that you and I have to have to walk. But if we're walking in love and we've been given an assignment, then we go forth in boldness, right? We know who we are. We know our identity. We know who we are in God. And we just go forth in love and in boldness. And the rest of this um, article says, whether you are a frog in a pot of water or a person in a society, you should monitor the temperature around you. If things are getting steadily worse, you may have to make an adjustment to your life. And I think that's where some of us get stuck, making those adjustments or knowing what adjustments to make. There are people that depend upon us, though, to make those adjustments. And here's some more good news. We have an example. Who is our example? Jesus is our example. And Jesus rocked the world. He absolutely changed everything, rocked the world. He stood up. And that's where I'm going with this today. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul said this, and you, he was bold. He was bold. He stood up and he said, you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. We are Christ followers. And if that's the case, then we do what Jesus did. What did he do? He did and said what he saw his father doing and saying. How did he stand up? John 5, 19 says, I do what I see my father doing. He imitates God. We imitate him. God said, you move the mountain with your faith and your words. That's an instruction. Mark eleven twenty three 23 and 24. Jesus told Peter, walk. And Peter walked, an act of faith, even though it was for a short time. Y'all, there are so many instances where Jesus took action because he knew who he was. He didn't have an identity crisis. His identity was intact. Even when Satan himself tempted Jesus, he said, if you be the son of God, then you do this and you say that. Jesus still stood up for the truth because he is the truth. And he took on hard things of his day. He stood up against the devil. He stood up against governments, establishments, religious spirits, hello, the victim mentality. And he stared death in the face more than once. So if he is our example, why are not more people standing up? Standing up to the evil that's taken root in our culture? I believe that some of it is because of fear. I get it. I, I get that. But we're going to have to get into the boldness that comes along of our identity of being a Christian. Now, one of the things, and, and Ross and I talk about this a lot, my husband Ross, and we don't understand why people are still spending money, their hard-earned money, to support evil. What do I mean by that? There's certain companies that we have just disassociated, we have just disconnected from. We've decided to take some action. We thought, well, you know what, if we're going to be preaching this, we better walk the walk. So we're standing up. And I've got a long list of things, not a long, actually, it's not too long, of things that we've cut off 
are not spending money on. Like um, there's a certain coffee company that we won't go to the stores or, or support them because of where they stand. They support evil and ungodly things. We no longer have a certain channel in our home for our great nieces and nephews to watch, or for us, for that matter. We're not going to support because they are indoctrinating our children. And if I told you who it was, some of you may just flip, um, flip the channel. I started to say flip the channel. Tune me out right now because you don't agree with it. And that's fine. You know what? Everybody has to have their own conviction. But that's where we are, okay? That's where we are. There's a couple of stores that I no longer shop at. I do not want to give them my hard-earned money because of where they stand on ungodly things. So, another thing that Ross and I are doing right now, and they're met, we're meditating on the word about self-control. And I'm going to explain that. The word says that a man without self-control is like a city without walls, Right? Well, we live in a world right now that's out of control. Self-control is rare. And I'm going to talk more about this when I get into boundaries in later podcasts, but I want to just mention it now because our country is like a city without walls, it seems. And there are people who want to change the identity of our beloved country. So what do we do? We do what we can in that matter. But in the meantime, we make sure we are practicing self-control. Why is that important? Because that's a big part of being awake, aware, and prepared. And I'll get more into that later in a later podcast, but I just wanted to give you that to, to chew on. So what is God asking you to do? How is he encouraging you to stand up? Do you know? Are you supposed to run for a public office, maybe? Are you to uh, attend a school board meeting and have your voice heard or become a school board member? Are you to raise up your children and grandchildren in the admonition of the Lord and take them to church? Hello? I thank God. I thank God. Thank you, God, that my parents took me to church every Sunday, and instilled that in me. Because in a dark time in my life, that's where I went. When I wasn't doing some things right, when I was making some wrong decisions, when I had challenges and obstacles, and that's where I went. And I remember, I remember sitting in the back of a church feeling unworthy that I had messed up, but I went. I went back to church because that had been instilled in me as a child. And you know, we don't know what our children and our grandchildren and people, if you're a spiritual mother or a spiritual father, you don't know what some of these children are going to be facing. It's so important to train them up. The word says train up a child in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. And that's exactly what happened to me. Okay, there's a little detour there. I don't know why I said that, but maybe somebody need to hear it. Are you led to homeschool? Are you supposed to write a book or a blog or a movie script or start a business that honors God? I know somebody that's doing that right now, and she's honoring God with her God-given idea. 
What is it in you that the world needs? You know, I know some of you have more than enough on your plate, and sometimes things just, you just feel overwhelmed. You feel that you can't take on another thing, not one more thing. I know, I get it. Trust me, I do. It seems that I've been working seven days a week lately, and I know that's wrong. So God's dealing with me about priorities and rearranging some things. I don't have complete clarity on that right now, but I will. And trust me, I understand we're all in different places. We all have different lifestyles and responsibilities. But there's one thing that I do know. God wants us to affect others, and He wants us to be an agent for world change. That I know. I told you, I, I think, in, in a precursor to this podcast, that I have some faith heroes, some new faith heroes. You know, we can find faith heroes in the Bible, and, and, and I do have those. But there's some new ones that in our present day that are taking a stand. And we're supporting them in every way we can. It's amazing. I, I want to go through just a few of them, just uh, mention a few of them. One of them is Victor Marks. I found out about him uh, this past week. He has All Things Possible Ministries, and he's in Israel right now. And we actually just sent him a, a donation for a teddy bear for the children in Israel who's uh, suffered trauma after the attack on October 7th. When I saw him and listened to what he had to say, he was either there or he went to Israel right after. I, I don't know, but it, was, it really affected me, especially where the children are concerned. And so what he does, he, it, many things, actually. There's, he has facets of his ministry. He's even involved with the uh, sex trafficking and awareness and, and rescuing people. But in Israel, he is giving a, um, a stuffed animal, like uh, I think a lion, uh, a teddy bear, and a lamb, I think. Anyway, he gives those to the children who, whose parents have been slaughtered or they've witnessed things and they're traumatized and they minister to those little children and they give them this toy. And he said, you wouldn't believe how they just hold on to that toy. It's a God thing. Anyway, Victor Marks, All Things Possible, a man who's doing things. Another one is a group called Moms for America. And this is a new group I'm, I'm just getting to know a little bit about, but I was really impressed about what they're doing, especially their website and what they're doing with moms and children across the country. And I want to read their um, mission statement. It says, um, their mission is to em empower moms to raise patriots and promote liberty for the healing of America. Their vision statement is to build a national movement of moms to promote the principles of liberty, to restore the republic, and create a culture of truth, family, and freedom in our homes and communities. Ooh, that sounds good. And here's their motto. I like this. Their motto, adore God, reverence and cherish your parents, love your neighbor as yourself, and country more than yourself. That was kind of catchy. I like that. Another group, and it's a Facebook group that I belong to. Um, it's called Mama Bears. And I know the lady that started this, just a wonderful minister of the gospel. And it's about moms 
protecting children. It's all about children, about our generation. I mean, the next generation and the generation after that. Another person that has stood up that I admire greatly, her name is Riley Gaines. You may be familiar with that name. She's a female college athlete, a swimmer, and she's standing up and speaking out about biological males competing in women's sports, and she has received a lot of backlash. It has not been easy for her to stand up. I don't know if you remember, but this was a year or two ago, maybe, Um, she came in fifth, and she tied with a biological male, and I think his name was Tia Thompson, something like that. Anyway, they gave the the award, the ribbon, the trophy to him instead of her. So anyway, that's what sparked her to stand up. And uh, I respect her, and we need to pray for her. This next one, and the reason why I'm going down this list, because I only have two more. Because, I mean, when I heard their stories, it's like, if these people can do it, we can too. This next man, is his name is Jonathan Isaac. He's a black professional basketball player. Now, he made waves in 2020 after the death of George Floyd, and tensions were high. He was the only one on his team. He was the only one in the stadium, I think, who stood up for the national anthem before the game. Wow. I I saw the picture of that. It's amazing. Look him up. Jonathan Isaac. And you'll see a picture. Everybody is kneeling during the national anthem. And he was the lone person standing up. You think that didn't take courage? He refused to wear the Black Lives Matter t-shirt because he felt that wasn't the answer. He talked with his teammates. He said, you know, I understand where you're coming from. I don't believe that's the answer. And he talked about the love of God to his teammates. And not only that, get this, he refused to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Wow. It says, I I, I read about it, and he said that he talked with his pastor about the possible backlash and, and the fallout. He was even concerned that he might lose his job as a professional basketball player. And he talked about it, he talked with his pastor about it before he took the brave stand. So he was aware of the risks. I mean, he went into the lion's den. Well, good news, he is still in the NBA, and he has a successful clothing line. I believe God's going to bless him. He's a Christian. He's a brother in the Lord, and he stands up for his faith. He needs our prayers. Jonathan Isaac. Okay, the last one I want to mention is, and I just found out about this one a couple of days ago. Her name is Heather Rooks. She's a school board member in Glendale, Arizona. And she begins the school board meetings by reading a scripture verse that encourages her. And she just says, you know, I I feel like this encouraged me. I want to share it. And she reads the scripture. Well, it wasn't long before she was told to stop because it violated the First Amendment. Imagine that. Well, she contacted some savvy attorneys that know the Constitution. She sued the school board and she won. And to this day, she is still reading that scripture before school before the school board meetings. Isn't that awesome? I just celebrate these people, you know, people that are standing up in in the face of everything, standing up in boldness, knowing who they are, 
knowing what they were created for such a time as this. Yay. Well, I promised you a butterfly story. I love butterflies. This is an amazing one. And it really speaks to, I believe, God's awesomeness. And um, thank you. The credit goes to Pastor Gene Bailey. I heard that. From, I heard it from him, and oh, it just really ministered to me. And it's a beautiful story. It's an account, really, of a creature created by God, surviving, thriving, and taking on their responsibility for the next generation. It's the monarch butterfly. Here's what happens. The monarch butterfly starts in um, the northern part of the United States, southern part of Canada. They migrate all the way. This is in the fall, before winter, because they can't, they can't handle the winters in northern United States and southern Canada. So they migrate to Mexico, where it's warmer weather, and they feed there and for about three or four months. Then they start migrating north again. But they can't make it all the way to the north. That generation can't. So somewhere in Louisiana and Texas, they lay eggs and then they die. Those eggs hatch and then they fly up back up to the north. Well, they stay there for a while until it starts getting, you know, fall. They lay eggs and die. And then those eggs hatch and they start flying back to Mexico. Those two generations never see Mexico. Isn't that amazing? But instinctively, they know to go there. And it's, it baffles. It baffles modern science, right? But it's God inside them. It's who, what they were created to be. Somehow, in their little brains or however God made them, they know that they have to do what they do so they're species will survive so the next generation will thrive and survive. I don't know about you, but that really, really spoke to me because generations depend upon us to be and to do what God is instructing us to be and do, just like Jesus. Wow, the monarch butterfly, how much more, how much more. They defy all odds you know they experience obstacles and challenges and enemies along their journey. I read that, and I hope I have this number right, I, I read that they travel around 250 miles a day. I mean, that's almost unthinkable. How can a butterfly do that? Hmm. The monarch butterfly doesn't have an identity crisis. It knows what it was created for and what to do. And I believe we do too. I have a word for you today. I know I always, I always pause when somebody says, I have a word for you. But this is encouraging. And I, I heard this in my spirit, and I, I just want to share it with you guys. And I, wanna, I, want to, I wrote it down, so I want to read this like I got it. Your identity, how you were created, your unique talents and gifts will not only make room for you, but launch you into something you may not have ever dreamed possible. You may find yourself right in the middle of a blessing flow that you didn't know existed, 
because you had the courage to stand up. Wow. God bless you today. It has been a joy and a pleasure being with you. I hope you got something out of it. Please tune in next week. We're going to finish the uh, series on Speak Up.